This is the North Carolina Fusion Podcast. Brought to you by Wake Forest Baptist Health. Thank you for joining us on the North Carolina Fusion Podcast. My name is Scott Wollaston, and I serve as the Executive Director for the North Carolina Fusion. Today I will be speaking with Lindsay Boswell, head of the North Carolina Fusion Girls Lacrosse Program. Lindsay also serves as the head coach of the High Point University women's lacrosse team and does an incredible job wearing many hats, which we'll get the chance to discuss. I hope you enjoy our time with Lindsay Boswell. All right, welcome everybody to the North Carolina Fusion Podcast. Today I have Lindsay Boswell joining me. Lindsay serves as the head of our girls lacrosse program, while at the same time she's the head coach of High Point University women's lacrosse team, as well as a full-time mom, as well as a full-time wife. Um, so Lindsay, welcome to the podcast and thank you for taking some time and rushing over here to, uh, to meet with me today. Yeah. Thanks so much. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Um, so let's start just to give everybody an opportunity to, to get to know you. Can you tell us a little bit about your background, where you grew up, um, family, um, coaching, playing, all of that? Yep. So I grew up in, uh, just South of Annapolis, Maryland. Um, a family of six, so I'm number five of six kids. I um, played lacrosse pretty much my whole life, went to Pfeiffer University, um, became the first All-American lacrosse player there, so I had some good success as a player. Stayed there for two years to start my coaching career. I was an assistant there for two years. Um, At the ripe old age of 23, I became (laughs) a head coach at um, a conference rival, St. Andrews College, in um, Larnburg, South, Larnburg, North Carolina. Okay. Was there for three years, and then at the age of 26, uh, started the program at High Point University. So I've been there for going into my 11th year. We just, without COVID, would have finished our 10th season. Um, and here I am. Yes, I am married. I have a nine-month-old baby. I love being the director here at Fusion, and I'm a head coach of a Division One program. So I wear a lot of hats, and I love all of them. And you're super on top of stuff. So. And I'm Type A and organized, (laughs) and I think I have OCD. But yes, that's good. All all, good. All of it. (laughs) Excellent. So, um, you know, obviously at Fusion was only a soccer club, and we've slowly evolved into other sports, lacrosse, field hockey, and others. Um, So. Talk to folks about the sport of lacrosse. Why do you love it so much? What is uh, so great about about that sport? Yeah, and you know, growing up, I played soccer. Mm-hmm. I started with soccer and basketball. I thought I would be a basketball player in the WNBA, <laughs> but later found out I wasn't tall enough and was <laughs> a way better lacrosse player. So my passion from basketball has carried into lacrosse. Um, lacrosse is a very fast, I think it's a mix of soccer and basketball, really. It's a field sport, so you have that. Um, But it's a really high-scoring game and can be a very high-scoring game, kind of similar to um, basketball. So the movements are are the same, I would say, defensively, offensively. You know, it's a very fast-paced type of play. Exciting to watch, Mm -hmm. and if you don't know it, um, I think definitely exciting to watch. Really different than the men's lacrosse game. Yeah, talk about the differences, because I think people don't know that that they're almost, in a lot of ways, very very different games. Very different games. Um, You know, I think you can throw soccer in the mix with each other. You can play boys and girls together, you know. You can play basketball boys and girls together at younger ages anyway. Sure, Same Um, rules. The rules are similar, yeah, or the same, yeah. Yeah. 
So our rules are very different. You can look at a, a girls lacrosse player and a boys lacrosse player and see really different uh, equipment. Equipment. So what is like what would be really those different tools? Yeah. So defenders in the men's game use a really long stick. Mm -hmm. The girls stick across the board and all the way from you know defense to offense. Same size stick, mm -hmm. same type of. We all use the same type of equipment. And it's a um, different mesh, do. correct? Like the boys different has pocket. A, yeah. Yeah, so the boys use an extremely uh, deep pocket with their stick, and that's because of the physicality of their play. Mm -hmm. So they're they're more along the lines of hockey with the and football with the contact. Yeah. We're more aligned the, along the lines of uh, really of soccer. I mean, I think girls soccer has some contact, mm -hmm. right? Some body yeah. contact and mm -hmm. body checking, if mm -hmm. you will. Yeah. I don't know the terms, but that's what we would call it in girls lacrosse. So. The contact, the body-to-body -body contact is definitely there for girls lacrosse, but we don't have quite as much uh, stick-to-body contact, okay. which is why we don't use helmets. We don't need pads okay. all over. Right. Uh, we wear a mouthpiece. We wear goggles to protect not just our eyeballs, but the structure in our face. Okay. So that's actually why we use the goggles is okay. for, like, our cheekbones, our And that's sort of like a ball. Nose. <laughs> Just in case a random ball at practice hits you in the face when you're not wearing goggles. May or may not have happened to you. Definitely happened to me indoors uh, six Terrible. weeks before my wedding. Terrible. Wait, right here with Fusion. Yep, sorry about that. You know, so um, I should probably be wearing a helmet at practice, but our Perfect. girls don't. So, yeah, that's about the extent of our equipment. Okay, um, awesome. And it's pretty cool to see the differences in the boys and the girls. Yeah. Um, and even so. the field is laid out differently. Yeah, longer field, oh, more more field players. So mm -hmm. we play with 12. We play okay. with 11 field and one goalie. Okay. With the boys, they play with 10. Okay. So nine field and one goalie. So we play on more of a soccer size field yeah. than a men's lacrosse or boys lacrosse size field. And I heard somewhere about um, that there's there could possibly be no out of bounds. That used to be the case. Okay. Back when I played. Okay. So like if... You were just on a wide open field and a ball just went flying yes. out into the parking lot with like, yes. just play on? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, it, there there was a soft boundaries okay, is right. what we called them. So just not lines. Right. Got it. So okay. soft boundaries and um, yeah. That's so interesting. Interesting. Yeah. It's come a long way. Okay, fair We've enough. We've evolved since I was in college, which yeah. wasn't that long ago, well, of course. Well, let's talk about kind of the evolution of of women's lacrosse and even where it is today as far as the youth game the collegiate game and any pro opportunities internationally even like well what, what does that look like so our membership kind of understands um, the you know the the pathway or the opportunities or the lack of opportunities yeah you know coming from Maryland it would be you know whether you're four or five years old carrying your soccer ball or basketball, it's the same thing with lacrosse. Mm. You see five-year-olds dragging their lacrosse stick mm. all around the fields, which is pretty different than down here. We're in a non-traditional lacrosse area. Mm. Still so much growth is happening and mm -hmm. so much room for growth. I mean, that's one of my goals mm -hmm. and why I'm here um, is to give opportunities to everybody at no matter what age they are. Mm -hmm. um, but going back to that, yeah, so... Around here in North Carolina, we start with rec. Mm -hmm. um, then we go to something along the lines of what we have created here with Fusion. Mm -hmm. 
So there's a club opportunity, there's there's high school opportunities. We're still missing the middle school opportunity outside of club. Okay. So we don't have middle schools the with lacrosse. lacrosse, with competitive lacrosse like other sports. So that's something that I think is extremely important to mm-hmm. get going. But as it stands right now, you would either play or or and or play high school and club okay. lacrosse. And then Division One, Two, II, and Three, NAIA, lots of college opportunities. Mm-hmm. That's growing um, and is rapidly growing mm-hmm. right now. Um, and then we do have professional lacrosse for girls lacrosse right okay. now. Um, it's very small, but we do have a, a pro league. One of our one of our fusion coaches, Kelly McQuilkin, she's our associate head mm-hmm. coach at High Point. She plays in the WPLL, mm-hmm. and um, so there are a few opportunities cool. there. And yeah. where would those teams be? Are they, are they mm-hmm. based out of a city or? Kelly plays for the Baltimore Brave. Okay. Um, there's a team out of New England. There's a team in Philadelphia and Long Island. Okay. So, so that northeast the corridor. northeast area. That's the hot spot for women's lacrosse okay. and girls lacrosse, of course. So we're just we're trying to pull some of that down here, mm-hmm. trying to get it more in um, the rec programs mm-hmm. and even below mm-hmm. younger. Mm-hmm. I don't know when rec starts yet. Yeah, I think third grade. Okay. So I think we need to start it when they're five and sure. six years old. We have a few stragglers right now that we're trying to help with, but mm-hmm. otherwise not a whole lot of opportunity that is, young. What does the international game look like? Are, yeah. Is it big in other countries or certain countries that are powerhouses? Or Yeah, so I would say the U.S. definitely um, in the last World Cup, the U.S. won. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canada is strong. Mm-hmm. Um, England is strong. Mm-hmm. Australia is extremely strong. There are okay. a lot of college players that are playing from both Canada and Australia okay. here in the U.S. Oh. Um, that do really well. Uh, th- those are about Ireland has a team there are a lot of teams in other okay. countries yeah. right now the Czech Republic has a pretty strong team um, but right now they're still also strengthening so yeah. it's just a nationally it's a very very much still a growing sport uh, what do you th- um, what are the opportunities for people to watch women's lacrosse as you know we've seen it in, in soccer that when I was growing up it was very hard to find a soccer game mm-hmm. on TV and now it's it's almost always you could find something, yeah. um, but I I don't know if I've ever seen a women's lacrosse game on TV. Is there are they nationally televised? What are the opportunities to ever see that? You know, most of the games there there are opportunities a lot more now just in the yeah. last like three years. The IWLCA, which is our our women's lacrosse coaches association. Mm-hmm. Um, does a great job of like trying to get our game out and okay. get it on TV. The Final Four is on TV, okay. always on ESPN. You can find that there. There are a lot of ESPN Plus games, mm. so streamed games, but not yeah. necessarily, you know, yeah. um, like soccer. Sure. But I think it's where soccer was, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago, sure. 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a gap for sure, but we're yeah. closing the gap pretty rapidly awesome. with all the growth. It certainly would help people's awareness of, of the sport and, yes. and wanting to, to participate because it's just not the norm, yes. right? Especially, like you say, here in North Carolina, um, not really the norm. Yeah. What um, Talk about the, the biggest challenges in with girls or women's lacrosse and, and maybe even the biggest opportunities. Mm. One of the challenges, you know, 
I think being in a non-traditional area presents a lot of challenges because like you said, people just don't know and they don't know what they don't know, Mm -hmm. you know, so trying to build this program and from the ground up really with Mm -hmm. Fusion is development of players, trying to get the information out there Mm -hmm. um, and and then once they're here, getting them like addicted to the sport, mm-hmm. you know, which mm-hmm. I feel pretty confident we're able to do once mm-hmm. they pick up a stick. Yeah. It's a fun sport. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just once we get outside of this region competing, mm-hmm. because we're competing with newer players mm-hmm. competitively, it's not always that much fun. Sure. Because if you're one that is very focused on the scoreboard, mm-hmm. you might get disappointed mm-hmm. pretty often. Sure. Now, I will say that um, over the past few years, we've been able to send some girls to college mm-hmm. on scholarships. Mm-hmm. We're working right now with some pretty respected Division One, Two, and Three um, universities okay. to get our kids out there. So it's been very select few, mm-hmm. a very select few, but I definitely think that's the direction we're headed in. Okay. Um, so we're excited about the challenges even, you know. So those are also opportunities. Definitely opportunities. So many opportunities for scholarships. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think when you look at the boys game, there's an overflow of boys Mm -hmm. looking to play at a select few schools. Mm -hmm. And with Title IX, Mm -hmm. The women's game has spread a little bit further than the boys game, but we have less players. Got it. Which means, again, a challenge and an opportunity, which means there are are opportunities for scholarship right now for so many more girls than even boys. Um, So we're going to use that to our advantage. And you kind of talked about, um, you know, a desire to get a stick in the hands of kids a lot younger, but um, would you say that... um, players that uh, maybe the kids that participate in another sport right now and they're entering high school do they still have an opportunity can they could could a could a rising ninth grader start lacrosse women's lacrosse at that point in time and potentially get a scholarship or are they too far behind and and um, just in perspective based on what you've just said I'd love to hear your opinion on that uh absolutely there are opportunities Mm -hmm. It depends, you know, I think with lacrosse, like I said, fast-paced sport. Mm-hmm. So you have to have some speed sure. and you have to have some natural athletic ability. Yeah. I mean, you have to have that if you're going to play a college right. sport sure. regardless. Yes. So we start there. <laughs> and if you have, you know, above average skills or natural talents or abilities, mm-hmm. then we can take that and teach. I mean, yeah. I can speak on one of our high point. She graduated last year. She started playing in Apex, North Carolina, mm-hmm. again, a growing area. Mm-hmm. She ended up being our best defender, mm-hmm. team captain. She's now in nursing school at UVA playing her fifth year because mm-hmm. of her fourth season, but yeah. in an extra year because of the coronavirus. Yeah. And she's going to be one of their rock stars in the ACC. That's awesome. So because she brought speed, she brought some hard work and yep. grit yep. And, and the ability to really mentally challenge herself. I mean, I think the opportunities are endless. That's awesome. Because I think that, you know, one of the reasons that Fusion got involved in other sports was to give kids the opportunity because a lot of people get on a certain pathway with a sport, get really into it, but then just either start to get burnt out or just not enjoying it as much. And I think that the kids 
are hesitant to join another sport at that time because they feel like they're that far behind. But sounds like from what you've said, there's a great opportunity, even if it's not for a college scholarship, Absolutely. but rather being really contributing and learning quickly and having that, it's not too late. So if we have, have girls right now that are playing um, competitive level soccer or in our recreation program that are middle school, high school, but if you're willing to give it a try, you can learn it pretty fast. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of our girls, a lot of our high school girls, we've grown. Our numbers have almost almost doubled mm. from this time last year. Wow. And some of our girls in high school have just decided to pick it up because mm. their friends play. Mm. And so we've created levels of uh, different teams mm -hmm. where they're not just trying to make a college team, sure. they may be trying to make their high school team. Sure. So we want to also contribute to the success there. Mm -hmm. So we have a widespread and a wide variety of teams, um, which I think provides opportunities for the beginner or the advanced player. Yeah, it's awesome. So talk about, um, you know, you and I've had a lot of conversation about staff and about how important it is to have a great team um, working with you, working for you. Um, so talk about both, because um, it's a little bit intermingled at times, but talk about um, both your fusion staff as well as your high point staff. Yeah, I mean, I've been so blessed to have really amazing people around me. I have very high standards with who we keep, in, both in the club and at the university, because first and foremost, these girls, these young women, my coaching staff has their hands on our future. So. Mm -hmm when you talk about you know showing character and showing how to work hard and being the example of what we're asking these girls to do i want the the best mm. and we've been blessed to have the best mm -hmm. so yeah my staff is we're, we all are everywhere. They wear a lot of hats, too. Yeah, they don't yeah. have babies yet, but we're working on that. Um, so Kelly is, yeah, our associate head coach. She also runs the middle school program here. Mm -hmm. She is so loved by mm -hmm. everybody. Um, and then I mentioned she also plays for the Baltimore Brave. Yeah. And then Darla played for me at High Point mm -hmm. for four years. She's been with Fusion now going in her second mm -hmm. year. She's also, she's she's like a developer, so she develops all their skills. She's a fundamental mm. fundamentalist. Yeah. That's what she does. <laughs> she does all the fundamentals for us. Um, we brought together, when we started Fusion, we brought together two club teams that were pre-existing. So we have Becky Hayslip. She's currently the Guilford College assistant coach. Mm -hmm. She's got the same amount of experience as I do. So she's been in the game and in this area for quite some time. Yeah. She's very valuable to our staff as well. The girls love her. She teaches the goalies, mm -hmm. um, and she also teaches the high schoolers that, that require some pretty detailed development mm -hmm. as well. And then Lauren DePorto, she was an All-American at Lenore Rhine. Mm -hmm. um, she's not on my High Point staff, but she might be one day. I don't know. Mm -hmm. awesome. And she is she's similar, just yeah. hardworking, Type A mentality. She's ready to get it done. She's so helpful growing the game. She does a lot with the rec programs. Um, and then we use some of our Guilford and High Point lacrosse players. Right. And that's really valuable, too, because when you have a little girl that's starting to play and they see these college players, yeah. it's like that's their end goal. Yeah. So they tend to listen to those girls, mm -hmm. I mean, almost more than anybody awesome. because they look up to them like yeah, almost like they're celebrities. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Really good. So. Do you, um, as far as the difference between working with these college college athletes to the youth players, what are you what do you find are the biggest differences but yet similarities? Oh my gosh, this is my favorite thing to talk about because <laughs> differences, their age, yeah. naturally, right? Uh, their maturity level, mm-hmm. um, their skill levels. We run college level practices that look very different out here on the turf mm-hmm. than they do at our turf at High Point, mm-hmm. but we hold them to the the same standards mm-hmm. and we teach the same exact concepts. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then what are they? When I look at a girl that plays lacrosse, I see um, someone that I want to instill confidence in. Mm-hmm someone that I want to feel beautiful as an athlete and a a young woman, Um, somebody that I want to take with this sport and kind of guide them down a path to make them feel like they can do anything and empower them as young women. So I don't care if they're five years old or 23 years old ready to go into grad school. Like My passion is lacrosse and using lacrosse as a vehicle to make young women feel like they can accomplish anything. Awesome. So it doesn't really matter how old they are. Yeah, you know, I yeah. kind of enjoy both. And I'm competitive, so yeah. I kind of I want all of them <laughs> to be successful. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I don't I don't um, I don't treat them differently yeah. when it comes time to like showing up on time mm-hmm. and expecting hard work, whatever yeah. it looks like. Sure. So. That's yeah. awesome. It's fantastic. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Um, you shared with me some of the, uh, during the difficult time of COVID, which still continues to be difficult in the college world, um, but in terms of our, our, pro, our fusion program, um, talk about the things that you did for players. You and Darla did some things for players. Mm-hmm. Talk about that because I thought that was really awesome. Oh, yeah. So Darla came over. We, um, we did like some workout ideas in my backyard and um, just gave them some ways that they could get better on their own even if they were stuck in their house even and just film those and tried to get them out to our membership yeah Mm -hmm. we filmed them some some different workouts some different stick work opportunities Mm -hmm. um, mostly just to develop their game if they were stuck at home or in their backyard Mm -hmm. with very few resources Mm -hmm. um, just mainly a stick and a ball right yeah, so that's that. We've done a lot of that, and then we also provided some like training opportunities. So if they wanted to to work out for two full weeks, mm-hmm. we gave like a Zoom opportunity, um, and we did those in our backyard too. Awesome. So yeah, we that's set great. up a lot of different opportunities just to try to get either more players mm-hmm. in or girls that were playing with keeping their stick in their hand. That's great. I mean, had to be super creative during that time, right? Yeah, it yeah. was fun. It was excellent. Yeah. So let's um, kind of move into um, a couple more questions, which yeah. would be really about what's what's going on right now. What what can first of all for current um, lacrosse players, how what are they what how can they get involved in fusion for players maybe wanting to just check out the sport for the first time? What do you recommend to them, um, and just sort of what's upcoming here for the for the fall? So we just had our fall evaluations um, about two weeks ago, which went excellent. We're really excited about what we have coming back, and we have a ton of new players playing with us, which is also exciting. Um, So we are about to set our rosters for the fall Mm -hmm. club portion of our year. Um, 
it's not too late. I would say, like, give Kristen maybe 48 or 72 hours notice, <laughs> and we can still get a few players in. But yeah. for right now, we're pretty set with what we have for the fall. Okay. Um, and then from there, we have two opportunities this winter that are always really great opportunities for newer players. Okay. So if you're brand new to the sport, we have what we call sticks and speed, which is a very individualized group setting, but individualized training okay. um, where they can, you know, practice all kinds of skills, get in some footwork and some, some agility work. Uh, we love that program. That's actually my favorite of the whole year. Mm -hmm. um, believe it or not, I just love watching them develop in a six week period. Mm -hmm. And then we have an indoor league, which is um, out in Greensboro, and we put together random teams, and they just play. Okay. So they, we throw out a ball, and, they, and we rough the game, and they just scrimmage. And that's for newer players, too, okay. to get a, a handle on um, what the game looks like, mm -hmm. and we coach them through it. So we talk through it. Lots of developments happen there, too. So I would say within this year, those would be the three opportunities. Okay. The club team is pretty much set, but the other two are up and coming, and we'll be ready to roll with those pretty soon. Awesome. And all the information will be on our website. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so last question before we go into some rapid-fire questions. Okay. All right. So um, what are you most excited about, about the NC Fusion Lacrosse Girls Program, and um, how will you measure success? Mm. Great question. So most excited about being in an area that I feel I really can have my hands in the development and the growth of it. Mm -hmm. So I like to set goals and see into the future and then know that, you know, five years ago we were here and, and now we're here mm -hmm. and I love to see that growth. Um, I'm most excited about bringing what I know and what I grew up around mm -hmm and having it in my backyard. Mm -hmm. I have a little girl, mm -hmm. so I have a small motivation <laughs> and like, obligation to give her the same opportunities oh, I had, and right. I don't plan on moving back to Annapolis anytime <laughs> soon, so we have to kind of create that here. That's right. So, That's right. of course, my family comes first, and I have to think about them first, yeah. but um, I just I feel really passionate about growing things mm -hmm. and building things, yeah. and so I've been able to do that with High Point and feel like this is a really good time in the lacrosse world to do it here at Fusion. Awesome. Um, and then, I'm sorry, what's the other piece of Just that? how would you measure success? You know, you've talked about growth yeah. being one of those. Yeah. Is there any other key indicators? I know you're going to you measure things and you watch how it I goes, do. but um, is there any other Im impactful things that you would say, yeah. hey, that was success? Yeah. You know, I don't think it's black and white mm -hmm. in my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, right now, it's about putting together rosters that are competitive. Mm -hmm. So we have to develop those players in order to have the competition that we want. Um, but outside of that, I think I look back at programs or things that I've been a part of, and I look at the young women. Mm -hmm. And I don't have a, a huge alumni base here with Fusion. Right. So I don't know, it could be five or six years before we're really able to like look at that and see um, how successful we've been. Mm -hmm. But I would assume that it will be, how many girls did we get to play in college? Mm -hmm. Did we get them addicted enough to want to play past club lacrosse mm -hmm. or high school lacrosse right. and really be passionate about playing it at the next level? Mm -hmm. Do we have any coaches that are mm -hmm. now coaching lacrosse? Right. Because that's 
what you know that that shows me that we've addicted them enough yeah. or are they giving back to the the program sure. so have we done a good job in our community to make them feel driven enough to to give back to yeah. something that gave a lot to them mm-hmm. um, the ways I've been able to measure this at high point is through championships um, and that's a very small piece of it I have women that are working in New York City on Wall Street, mm-hmm. and I see that as success. Sure. You know, that's a Absolutely. powerful place to be. I see business owners and wives and mothers, and those are the things that I'm looking for because yeah. at the end of the day, lacrosse is not the end all to anything. Sure. So, um, just seeing how we can use this sport to better our community and better the women that are in the community, yeah. mostly. It's awesome. Love yeah. that. Absolutely love it. And so in line with our mission yeah. as an organization and using this as a platform Absolutely. to develop um, life life lessons and become you know better humans. Yep. It's awesome. I well, agree. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a couple quick questions, okay. rapid fire. So right. off the cuff, what is your favorite food? Um, I love Thai food. Thai food, okay. Yes. Who is your favorite person on the Fusion staff? Oh. oh my gosh, I might get kicked right now if I say someone else. I'm going to go with Sarah. All right, fair enough. I thought you were going to say me, though. But um, favorite place to visit? Um, Europe. All right, that's a big place. Yeah. Place you'd like to visit? Place I'd like to visit. I'm going to go with Australia. Okay. Going with the uh, continents today. Yes. Favorite band or musician? Mm. Pat Green. What's the most fun thing that your baby girl is doing right now? Oh, she's trying to stand on her own. Mm. So she stands up, lets go, sits down, <laughs> and stands up again, lets go, and sits down. Fantastic. It's, it's like a reverse burpee, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Hard training. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hardest, th- hardest question here. What yeah. inspires you? Uh, young people. Yeah, being around being around young people, good energy, yeah. good passion. Yeah, yeah, awesome, fantastic. Well, thank oh. you so much for taking the time today yeah. to chat. I'm so glad that our membership gets to know you better. I appreciate that um, you're leading our our lacrosse program. Um, you're obviously an incredible mentor and example for these ladies, for um, for our staff members. I think it's so important that we have great female role models like you and um, just appreciate the the work you put in and the attention to detail and the passion that you bring so I appreciate that as executive director of the club and just have really enjoyed getting to know you better and and having you on our team so thank Thank you you and and thank you for taking the time today yeah awesome I appreciate it for more information please visit our website like us on Facebook and subscribe to this podcast